Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Marioki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. You are listening to episode 49 of the Elevate Her podcast. Welcome back, ladies. I am bringing in a recording from one of our previous IG live sessions. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while now on career auditing because I have come to realize that a lot of people have big plans on January 1st and then come March 9th, they have either abandoned those plans or they're just not feeling motivated. And so a career audit, especially during the media like we are in now is a great time to take stock, take a step back, evaluate how far or how close you are to what you had wanted to accomplish and whether those goals that you wanted to achieve are still the things you want to go after in your career. So this episode has a lot of steps and notes and tips. I would highly recommend you have a notepad and a pen to take notes or even just take notes on your phone so that you can do this exercise afterwards because that's where the reward lies in actually going and doing the work and then holding yourself accountable to it once you have done your career audit. So let me know how you like this episode and if you want more episodes like these where I literally share down the steps, tips and my techniques, let me know and I would be glad to do more of this. Now let's get to the show. Hi everyone. It is not Wednesday, but it is still an Elevate Wednesday series. I want to talk about how to do a mid-year career audit. And I am a very, very strong believer in planning. If you've been following me and my page for a while, you know that I sometimes can go OCD with planning. But the reason why I am such a big believer in planning is because I believe that success is planned. It is not coincidental. And the more you have clarity on what you want your career to look like, the more clarity you'll have on what actions you need to take on a day-to-day -day basis to make it a reality. So you're going to want to grab a pen and paper if you are watching this on the replay. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I am also going to drop a few like cues or notes in the show notes. So definitely check those so that you can actually do this exercise on your own. And this is something that has proven to be so, so powerful in my own life, my career, 
and the other areas of my life, like my business. And I want to share with you how I've been able to apply this in my work. So quick story before I go into the techniques and the steps. You know, I love a good one, two, three, four, five step plan. So I'm going to share that with you. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about what happened last year in my own career. So when I started the year off, you know, I had those conversations with my team leader about where I saw things going. And at the time, there was concerns. Actually, I also felt I wasn't ready for a more advanced leadership role. And when that performance feedback went into um, what we call our talent reviews, the feedback from the leaders at that time was they felt I was actually ready. And so we had to then regroup with my team leader and then figure out, okay, how am I going to make myself ready for this associate director role in the next, at that time it was in June. So how was I going to make myself ready in the next five months? Because the next sort of round of assessments, leadership assessments were happening in five months time. So I literally had five months to get my ducks in a row. I also don't believe in having your ducks all in a row because you can never have everything, you know, all perfect. But I had five months to literally take action and become that leader because I wasn't going to step into those leadership assessments if I did not believe that I deserved to be there and that I was a leader in my own right. I wanted to make sure that when I stepped into that room, the people there did not see Rebecca, the senior manager. They saw Rebecca, the leader, you know, the next generation of leaders that we can entrust this organization to. And so I came up with a plan. And at that point, it was halfway through the year. Our year ends in May. So it also kind of coincided with halfway through the calendar year. And at that point, I put a career audit. And I literally went through all the different key aspects that leadership is assessed against. And I looked at where I was versus where I needed to be. So I rated myself and where the gaps were the biggest was where I knew I needed to take the most action. And that's exactly what I did following this plan that I'm going to share with you. So doing a career audit is so, so powerful and creating a plan after that is even more powerful because when you sit down and you actually write and reflect, your awareness increases as opposed to burying your head in the sand and just continuing and continuing and not taking that time to stop, take stock, reflect and refine your actions and refine your plan going forward. So I highly recommend you do this assessment it is so, so powerful. And let me know what aha moments you get out of it once you do it. Drop me a DM or send me an email, however you want to communicate with me. So let's go right into the steps because I know you are all career women, ambitious. You love a good list of steps to take. And before I even go into the steps, I know it's July, but it's never too late. It's never too late to put a plan together. So don't beat yourself up if you haven't done an audit or you haven't, you know, looked at your goals for some time. It's never too late. Give yourself the grace. I actually do this. I break it into quarters. Let me just confess, I haven't been as 
disciplined as I used to be doing my quarterly planning. Now I rely more on the half year point to like go full in. I've actually taken a day off. So August the 1st, I have a day off to literally do this with no kids and no interruption right by the sea. So I am doing a solo location to do this. And I would highly recommend try doing something different, right? Try doing this career audit in a place that you don't usually stay in, a place that can make you feel relaxed, a place where you feel you have that freedom to think and you're not thinking about, oh, I need to cook or, oh, I need to go pick up the kids. Try and find like half a day at least to yourself to take the time so that you can give this the attention that it deserves. And it doesn't have to be a fancy place, ladies. You can literally go to the park or, you know, take half a day off and go sit in a coffee shop somewhere or just sit outside somewhere, but somewhere where you feel you'll be able to give this the attention that it deserves. So the first thing that I do in my career auditing and my media planning is I reflect. Previously, I used to be that kind of numbers person, like I'm very numbers oriented and I would go straight into, okay, what have I done? What have I not done? But over the time I have realized, and obviously I have learned this with experience, that tapping into my feelings is so much more important doing that first and then going into the hardcore facts. Feelings is everything, ladies. Feelings dictate what kind of actions you take. And when you can be real with how you are feeling, you are going to give yourself grace when it comes to looking at the hardcore facts in terms of what you have achieved and what you have not quite achieved. So definitely tap into your feelings, reflecting what has gone well. You know, what are the moments you can say, I'm really proud of these moments? What are those moments? We call them moments that matter in my place of work. What are the moments that mattered the most in the last six months? Write those down. What are the moments you are most proud of? Write those down. This is tapping into your feelings. And it doesn't necessarily have to be career-related moments, right? We are holistic beings, okay? So these could be moments that are related to your family, but they'll definitely trickle into your career in one way or another. And then you want to think of what maybe got into your way of achieving what you had set out to accomplish in the first six months. And be very real, be very practical and pragmatic about it. The more you are real with yourself, the more you can then fine tune and figure out what's going to change, right? So if you know, this is a very practical example, if you know that maybe you weren't consistent with your morning routine, or you know that you snoozed much more than you should have, and if you had just been consistent in waking up early and, you know, maybe doing some morning routine and doing some mindset work or putting in maybe an extra half an hour to focus on your career and not just in the day-to-day responsibilities, write that down. So this is not a bash yourself session. This is not a beat yourself up session. This is a time for you to be real with yourself and give yourself the grace where things haven't quite gone as planned. But you do need to be real with yourself to do that. And, you know, no one is going to come and assess you and see how well you have done. This is for you. This is like an assessment between you and yourself. 
then you want to look at what are the things that you did that took you out of that zone that you feel comfortable. I always tell my clients that if you want to grow in your career, you have got to throw yourself into the deep end. You have got to throw yourself into the things that you feel least comfortable with. Now, one of the things that I knew I was going to have to level up huge, big time this year is my sales skills and my business development because I am now transitioning into leadership, into a role where it's more about how I am growing the business, growing the revenues, growing the top line and less about me delivering. And so I have taken on every single opportunity that has come my way to either learn how to be a better at sales or literally apply it and, you know, walk into meetings. Every time my boss is going into meetings or traveling, I have tried as much as possible to take advantage of those opportunities and learn from it, right? You can only learn and you can only become better, but you do have to take that action and literally throw yourself in the deep end and have confidence and belief in yourself that no matter what happens, this is not going to be a mark or a negative mark on, you know, who you are. And it's not going to make you feel like, you know, after all, you're not that good. Write down what did you do that took you out of your comfort zone and also write down what could you have done. Maybe there were some missed opportunities or some opportunities where you didn't raise your hand. Write those down because when you are real and when you do this reflection going forward, when those opportunities come your way, your level of awareness is going to be so much higher if you do the reflection. And if you have that self-awareness that, okay, this is something I need to stop shying away from. Then I want you to think of who you were being. So we've talked about the hardcore, what did you do? What did you achieve? What worked? How did you put yourself out there and throw yourself outside of your comfort levels? But now I want you to tap into who you were being. And who you are being needs to be relative to the next level where you want to go. So for example, if you really want to get into leadership, let's say you want to become an executive or you want to fast track your promotion to senior manager level, I want you to ask yourself, was I being the senior manager as I was working, right? Was I showing up as the senior manager? And it's very easy. Look at the other senior managers or the other executives you look up to and look at how they are showing up. Are they confident? Are they focused? Are they determined? Are they people who don't give up? How do they treat their team? How do they interact with other people? Are they inclusive? Are they respectful of other people's time and boundaries? And then Ask yourself, realistically, did you do that? Okay, so it's as simple as that. You don't have to make this a complicated exercise. It's as simple as looking at the people you look up to and asking yourself whether you've been showing up in that way. And I know sometimes it can feel very uncomfortable when you realize maybe you've fallen short more than you realize, but... This is a self-awareness assessment because when you do this, you're going to be so much more aware of the gaps that exist 
right? In terms of your skills or in terms of the things you set out to do that didn't happen. And in terms of who you need to be versus who you are being right now. So look at this as a self-awareness assessment. This is not like a mathematics test where someone is going to check, you know, how much you scored out of a hundred. Okay. Then I want you to think about how can you be different? Notice I'm not talking about what can you do differently, because that's always where we go as women. We want to think about what can we do differently? We want to add more to our plate. We want to add more to our to-do list. But I want you to flip the script and think about how can you be different? How can you show up differently day to day in your career, in your personal life, in your social life? How can you start to show up as that leader that you aspire to be? Is it that you maybe need to be more respectful of other people's time? Do you maybe need to focus on how you are treating your team members? Do you maybe need to focus on whether you are showing up as that leader with confidence and conviction of your opinions? That's what I'm talking about when I am asking you, who do you need to become? And Breda, I am so happy that you are relating with this question. It is such a powerful question when you sit back and actually take time to reflect, okay? Because we can always be better. There's always room for us to be better and to be closer to that leader that we want to be, to be closer to that next level senior manager, executive, whatever it is that you are aiming for. And then now we go into the hardcore figures and facts, okay? So we've done the assessment on our feelings, on how we were showing up, on who we were being. Now you can look into the facts. So do a factual audit. What did you set out to achieve at the start of the year? How close or how far are you from that? And if you've done performance reviews and you do them regularly, then you can actually just look at your scores versus where you know you need to be to be able to achieve whatever it is. If it was an income increase, look at where your income is at now, right, versus where you had expected or wanted it to be and literally run the numbers. This is going to be so important. And I know sometimes it feels easier or it feels the easier way out to just not ignore, but kind of just bury your head in the sand and move on and be like, oh, the next six months will be better. But writing things down increases the chances of you actually achieving them going forward. Because by the end of this assessment, you're going to write your goals down and you're going to either put them on your vision board or you're going to read them to yourself as often as possible because your subconscious mind actually cannot differentiate between what is real and what is imagined. And that is where the power of writing, reflecting, and actually taking time to dedicate to doing this assessment becomes so powerful. So it's important to put those facts down. Where are you in terms of your finances or in terms of your income versus where you had expected to be? Where are you on that promotion path? versus where you had expected to be? Did you make that promotion happen? And ladies, I want you to celebrate the wins. Don't just wait until you get that promotion to celebrate yourself. 
Let's say, for example, your performance review score as at the end of last year was maybe at a two out of five. And then as at June, it moved to three out of five. I want you to celebrate that. Okay, I want you to get into the habit of celebrating every milestone you are achieving because who we are becoming the journey to that promotion is what is more powerful than anything else. It's more powerful than the promotion itself. Okay, I am so excited to make this announcement to help women finally find their voice, become leaders in their field and get paid their worth. If you know you don't want to be where you are in your career 12 months from now, Design to Lead was made for you. So listen up closer. Design to Lead is my private coaching program for ambitious career women who are ready to get promoted to the next level and start making an impact while creating generational wealth. In six months time, you could have the clarity you need to land that promotion or dream role in your career or get big pay raises that you never thought were possible. With the right strategy, bankable career plan and solid mindset to give you the confidence and kick self-doubt on the curb for good, which is what you'll get in Design to Lead and even more, together we'll be celebrating your next big career goal. Head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead to apply to work with me in this program or DM me the word elevate on any of my social media channels to find out more. Let's get your career elevated for good. And then as we talked about the feelings at the start in terms of reflecting, I want you to tap into those feelings even more. Ask yourself, am I excited about what I do? What lights me up? Is what I do on a day-to-day basis, does it light me up? And the best way to do this assessment is actually do a time audit. So maybe for the next two weeks or so, literally do a time audit when you are at work of what you are doing. And you can then go back to this assessment and you can go back to this exercise and then review it and say, do these things that fill up my calendar, do these things that fill up my schedule at work, of all these things, what excites me? Like I said, feelings are so, so, so important in the equation of getting the results that you want. And the more you can tap into the things that light you up, the closer you will get to the result that you want. So you're not going to fill your schedule just with the things that you love doing. But the closer you can get to that point, to that equilibrium point, the more you'll be tapping into the feelings of things that light you up, of things that excite you. Now, for me, for example, one of the things I hate doing is timesheets. So I am in the consulting space where we have to log in every week, how much, what time we have spent on what. And I have to get into the discipline of doing that. It's it's never going to go away. That's just how it is in my place of work. That's something I have to do. I do not like following up with people on invoices. And that's just something that I have to do, whether I, even now at director level, it's, it's still something I have to deal with. But I am also very intentional about filling my calendar with the things that excite me. And for me, two things that excite me is team development. So I do as much as I can to help my team, to help them grow, talk to them, meet them, find out how they're doing. I love that so, 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 so much. And I'm not just saying this because I'm hoping my team will listen to this podcast, but 
that's what excites me. Something else that I love doing is interacting with clients, like helping them solve problems, helping them see things in a different perspective. It's so fulfilling when you enter into a meeting and a client doesn't know how to approach a certain problem and then you leave the meeting and they're feeling so relieved and they're sending you thank you notes. For me, that is so, so fulfilling. And I do everything I can to fill my calendar with more of the things I love doing. So that's what I'm talking about when I am talking about this feelings audit. What excites you? What lights you up? And what has frustrated you the most as well? A lot of times we tend to have this perception that we can't do anything about the things that frustrate us. But you can, especially if you are a high performer. If you have that conversation with your team leader, there might even be a possibility that someone else can take on some of those things that are really big pain points for you. So don't hold on to things that frustrate you and tasks that frustrate you that are pain points in your place of work just because that's what you have to do and that's what everyone else is doing. Talk for yourself, speak up for yourself, and it never hurts to ask. You never know what could happen. Someone else could be given that work or maybe you could be given someone else to help you with those tasks that you really, really don't like doing or that are maybe taking away from what you should be focusing on in your career. And then now you want to refine. So we've done the reflecting. We've looked at the results. Now you want to refine. So you may have had goals at the start of the year. But we are always evolving, right, as people, as women. Ask yourself, do these goals still make sense for me? Are these still the goals that I want to focus on? And I'm just going to put in a shameless plug in here just because this is something that we focus on so much in my Design to Lead private coaching program. So with the clients that I'm working with right now, we spend a lot of time on goal setting because... Goals are everything when it comes to how you are showing up and taking action each day. If you do not have the right goals for what you want, you are going to get frustrated because you're not going to see the results. So it's so, so important to dig deeper into those goals and ask yourself, first of all, are these my goals or are these goals that I set just because everyone else around me had this expectation of what I should be achieving? And I probably should do another episode on goal setting because I know this one is already a bit too long, but it is so, so crucial to have the right goals so that you have the right motivation and drive every single day and you are taking action. If you do not have the burning desire underlying those goals or if those are should goals, as my coach calls them, like things that people expect you to do because of how society is set up or things that other people in your work expect you to do, but it's not really what you want, you're not going to take the action. So make sure you look at those goals and assess whether these are still the things that you want to accomplish, whether these are still the things that inspire you, okay? There needs to be inspiration, needs to be a burning desire, and it should not be things that you have done, right? That's not a goal. There's no growth in that. Neither should it be something that you think you can do. They need to be big. So I want you to think big, ladies. Dream big, think big. It needs to be something that scares you, but at the same time motivates you. Something that is 
big that will inspire you to take action, but it's not too far off that then you just are like, okay, well, you know, this is not going to be happening anytime soon kind of thing. So once you have refined your goals, you then want to think of how you can replenish. How will you ensure that your behaviors and habits align to the goals that you want to achieve? So a very easy example that I like to give because exercise is something that I don't know why for some reason as women or just generally as people, when it comes to exercise, we understand this very well. But when it comes to our careers, we don't always apply it. So let's say you want to run a marathon and you know that you need to run three times a week over the next few months to be able to run that marathon. And you know that the only time you can do that is in the morning. So what does that mean? You have to wake up early, right? So that you can put in your run, get back, prepare for work and go to work. But you keep snoozing. You keep eating the wrong things. You are not going out to run. You haven't gotten your running shoes or you haven't planned or saved enough to get your running shoes. What's going to happen in six months? Obviously, you will not be ready for that marathon, right? So it's so important to look at your habits and your behaviors. Are they aligned to the goals that you want to achieve? If they are not, we need to change those habits. And this is also another area that for me, I had never seen in the way that I have seen in the last two years when I have done this work on mindset, because I knew about atomic habits. I read atomic habits. I had read the power of habit, but I still kept on doing things that I knew I shouldn't be doing, having that knowing doing gap. So ladies, it is so important to look at your habits and behaviors. And I know sometimes this is a bit uncomfortable because you want to be a certain way. You want to kind of be seen as a certain way. But if those habits are holding you back, not addressing them is just going to hold you back even more. So address those habits. Let me share with you a few of the habits that I see with the clients that I work with and even with some of you ladies who I have talked with over here on Instagram and even elsewhere. So one of the habits I see a lot is people saying, I need to know more. People going into this rut of wanting to know more and more and more and getting more qualifications. That is not going to get you closer to securing a leadership opportunity. Another habit is, especially for my introverts in the room, is not speaking up in meetings. This might seem so minuscule in the grand scheme of things, but if you are not speaking up and your video is just on, you're not going to make an impact. And you need to make an impact in order to be seen and then paid and promoted as the leader you deserve to be. So those are just examples of a few habits and behaviors that might be holding you back. And hopefully this has gotten you into thinking of what are those things that are holding me back that I maybe haven't been honest with myself about that I need to address. So how are you showing up every single day is going to be so, so key in whether those goals are going to turn into results at the end of the day. And I want to close this session with reminding you that, first of all, hope is not a strategy. That is why this goal planning and this mid-year career audit, and whether you're doing it now or at the end of the year, the process is by and large still the same. But doing this career audit is so important because, one, you're putting a plan down, and two, the power of writing 
to be honest, it's understated. When you write your goals down, the chances of you achieving them are so much higher than when they're just thoughts in your head or things that you're thinking, oh, someday I would like to have that, right? We want to be intentional and we want to show up every day for the things that we really want. So ladies, if this exercise has inspired you, definitely let me know. Let me know what your how moments are. If you have any questions, drop them in my DMs. I would love to chat with you over your career audits and help you make these goals that you have become results. That's what we are all about here. Turning those goals and those wants and desires into tangible results, because that's when, you know, we achieve our dreams, right? That's when we get closer towards that overall life vision and purpose that we all want to have. So if you want deeper support in this, if you are not aware, I do have a private coaching program. I actually now have clients on the wait list, but I would love to talk with you about how we could work together. So drop me the message Elevate if you want to work with me in my private coaching program and we will take it from there. I will share with you how we can work together. Of course, I also want to know, you know, what your challenges are and what your desire is, what your big goals are. And then we can talk about how I can support you in making those happen. Promotions, whether it's securing a salary increase, whether it's showing up as that leader, whether it's becoming that executive. I have women in my career program whose goal is to become senior managers, is to become executives in the next six to 12 months. And that's what we're working towards. So don't think that anything you want is too big for you. Okay, drop me a message with the word elevate and we will chat soon. Have a lovely weekend, ladies. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.